Hello and welcome to the Mal and Johnny Show, a special show today with a special guest. I was watching uh, Save the Cinema, a lovely film, uh, it was on Sky, and I was looking at the credits and it said book by Lorraine King. Now I've got a friend called Lorraine King, so I had a little look online, I couldn't find much about it, so I dropped her a message, and yeah, Johnny Tudor, Lorraine King sat next to you there uh, on Zoom, she wrote the book. She wrote the book. It's fantastic. And I, yeah. I, I hope you kept I hope you kept the film rights, Lorraine. <laughs> well, 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 we see, we'll see. <laughs> so Lorraine, I mean you've kept I mean, you've kept this rather quiet. I was speaking to another friend this morning of mine called Andrew yes. Griffiths. I said I'm gonna have a chat with yeah. Lorraine today on um, the John and Mal and Johnny show. I said she wrote the book to this film The Save of the Cinema. He said, I saw the credit. I thought, is it our Lorraine? It was our Lorraine. How did it happen? What happened? <laughs> Well, um, it, it was definitely me. Um, well, it was really weird, Mal, because I've been writing scripts for about 10 years, okay? So it's 10 years ago, I, I got in touch with a, a friend who... Um, I made friends with a lady who was a manager and was into the film industry. And um, she got a little call from somebody, from a producer, saying, we desperately need somebody with funny bones to help us rescue a script. And she said, well, I know somebody who's got very funny bones. I shall ask her. And she's a bit of, she sings songs and writes songs. I, I'll, I'll give her a call. So I, I've always been creative, as you know, my, yeah. and words and my thing. And I was always writing little plays and stuff. So I gave it a go and um, it was incredible. So I met this producer guy and over the years I've written a number of scripts, but it's like throwing darts at a dartboard, <laughs> you know. It's, uh, it's trying to find the one that gives you the bullseye. And that doesn't happen very often, I can tell you. Yeah. I know, but anyway, I know. come to about two years ago, just before the lockdown, um, my friend Mark Llewellyn Evans, who's a good friend of mine, was te always telling me this story about his mum, mm -hmm. Liz Evans, in Saving the Lyric Theatre. And he always used to say that she, oh, she camped out in the cinema for 23 years, never went home. And that's the story that he tells, you know, and I just thought, that's incredible. So I actually did a little bit of research on it and I just thought, hang on a minute, the story that he and his brother Wynne tells are entirely different from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. I've always said, Johnny, me, me, you've always said that. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like... Well, well, the boys have dined out on it for I don't know how many years, right? You know, sort of always telling stories about their mum. Um, so anyway, I, I kind of researched it and interviewed a lot of people around it and, you know, sort of... And then it lay for a bit because I thought, oh, I don't know if this is, you know, the boys won't, you know, because it's lots about a person that you find out. And when you had to contradict something that the boys had actually said, yeah. I just thought, well, you know, perhaps they shouldn't go there. Mm. She was a tough person, was that? Because I did a panto there yes, a couple of times. She was. And she, she used to be in charge, you know. She, she was <laughs> really in charge. Well, apparently Liz is like Marmite. You loved her or you hated her because she, yeah, was, yeah. Uh, she was scary. I met her <laughs> once as well, and she was really scary. You well, know, the Stan Stennett. The Stan Stennett used to do the pantos for her. Yeah. We did it about two or three times. He used to have a run in with her every time. He said, Oh, that woman, I'm not coming back here again. But we always went back in, did it? I know. You know? I know. <laughs> well, well, that is, that is, the, the, you know, the, the, the essence of Liz. I mean, a very, um, a, 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 an agent that we know, Mal, Alan Phillips. Told oh, Alan me Phillips, go. Yeah, well, oh, well, that's Phillips. Oh, Little Ray, no, Little Ray, no, Alan Phillips. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. So he said that, uh, oh, that woman, he said in Kamal, then he said, I couldn't, I tried to take my tribute shows in there, and she wouldn't have any of it. She said, we just do 
Kamar the youth opera and things which really matter here. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so that, exactly, you know Johnny, what I mean when I say she's yeah, an yeah, ordinary yeah. character, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was, Mark flippantly said one day, he said, do you know what, he said, Anthea, I've just told the story to Anthea Turner and she said Richard Curtis could write this, it'd be amazing. And I and there was a one show um, documentary being or a little insert being done about Richard Goodridge, who wrote the letter to Spielberg. Because all that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. really wrote the letter to Spielberg. But yeah. um, so there was a documentary, and I thought if I don't pull my finger out now and get something written down, I'm going to miss the boat. There was this real nag in the back of my head. I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it, and it wouldn't let me go. And I call this my divine appointment, right? Right. Mal know right. what I mean, but. Um, it was really amazing because I wrote it out, wrote out the synopsis and treatment, and I gave, which which is the bare bones of the story and how it would run. So you didn't actually gave, write a novel, then you actually wrote the screen. No, I wrote the I wrote the screenplay. That's oh, right, right, the original, gotcha. the original yeah. screenplay. But I wrote what it was and how it occurred. You know, and you've, and it's a, it's an art to writing a, um, a synopsis to get something to get the attention of film yeah. producers because it's like it's like the the herding cats. If you're producers <laughs> and directors, you've only got a, like a split second to get their attention, and then they're off. You know. Yeah. Um, so I gave it to a friend who was a producer, and he went into Sky for something else, and they didn't like what he was um, he'd given them, and they said, "Have you got anything else?" And he said, "Well, there's this story about this woman who saves a cinema." Um, blah 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 and they said oh my gosh it's exactly what we're looking for we've just hired First Access Entertainment to do three films from us and they said we really want this film because we wanted a film about a woman written by a woman and directed by a woman right fantastic yeah so they gave it to First Access Entertainment and they gave it to the chap whose new job it was to um, do all the you know do all their productions for that company was the same guy who 10 years earlier said, do you know anybody with funny bones? No. So like, I, can't, I can't believe my big job and my name is across the desk. And he turned, you know, he just, he just went, he just was, it was crazy. So I had a little extra help then with him. Yeah. And he gave me the information about what they wanted and everything. So I wrote the first script. I had the opportunity to do that, which was the bare bones. And then they, um, but they, but they wouldn't necessarily trust what they mm-hmm. would say an untried writer, first-time writer. The same old they, story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they saw it as a big, big thing. And, and I, let me tell you, at one point, they were talking, Glenn Close was going to play the mayor. Catherine Zeta-Jones was going to play the, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Liz. There were all these stars, you know. Glenn Close couldn't come over at the end, last minute because of COVID regulations. So we would have had... They would have written a cheque for her to whatever she wanted. But as it turned out, COVID restrictions happened and everything. So, um, but basically they gave then the script to uh, Piers Ashworth, who'd done Fisherman's Friend, and he was on their roster. As you know, Johnny, that's how it goes. And he rewrote it and he put the kind of like the sexy bits in, like the the funeral and the, the, um, you know, the, the, uh, you know, lots of, lots of the, the plot lines, you know, but uh, he used bits of my script. I shall never say which bits. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the bits everybody laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
he, he was he was brilliant and he you know it it was a really big lesson I, can't, I feel like I've been to the university of life because you know I learned so much by that one thing and I learned what yeah. they need I learned how to you know exactly how to put something together that you know ticks that box yeah. do you know what it's, it's strange isn't it they always want somebody with a name it's the same with everything oh yeah you yeah know, yeah they don't care how good the script is oh no but you, you we'll have someone to do it you know uh, you got like, it. I've had a similar trouble. I wrote a book about Dorothy Squires, OK? Oh, and everybody, everybody says it should be a film, OK? And because it was yeah. such a huge life. Um, so I sent it into the Welsh uh, into uh, Film Company, and they said, oh, yeah, well, what's your experience of writing films? Well, I haven't written a film, but I've written a book. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I could write a film. I've, I've done the research. Of but the same thing, you see. You're not a film writer name, so they... It makes me... It's crazy. All right, let me just check with the both of you now. Which, which, which college, which, which correspondence course did you go on to learn how to write a screenplay and to write a book? Lorraine, you first. Where did you go? What university? Nothing. <laughs> Nowhere. Just me. <laughs> Johnny, what about you? Well, I, I was lucky I worked with Paul Turner on this Dorothy Squires thing. And Paul yeah. had, a, had a, a, an Oscar nomination for Hair Twin. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't have better oh. than that, could you? No. But then he died. Oh, and then I, I, so I've got this thing knocking about, and I bump into um, Peter Edwards. Now, Peter Edwards yeah, yeah. was head, you know, Peter. He used to be head of the drama in the ITV. Yeah. And he liked it, and he wanted to do it. Then Peter died. No. Talk about. Oh, I, I, not, I, don't ask me to do anything. I want to ask you. You do I'm it. An, I'm of an age. No, 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 no. I'll send you the book. <laughs> well, no, but, but the thing yeah. is, it is a fun. I know Dorothy Squires' story, yeah. but um, all they all they want. I couldn't. When I did my script, I will say that I went m- maverick, as what they said, because. I didn't listen to what they wanted. They wanted four weddings and a funeral. Mm-hmm. I was given an ex- the brief that it is. I was given yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. four weddings and a funeral, and that. And they were they were quite right because they know what makes a family film. Mm-hmm. I had done yeah. it more like Full Monty with lots of swearing and drinking and smoking. They no. didn't want that. They wanted yeah. it for a family show. you know a yeah. feel good. And they were and you know after seeing it, I think you know I know that they were right because mm-hmm. it's it's set. To, although the critics pandered a bit it's set to become a classic for people yeah and yeah, yeah. I, I do like Marl the quote that Mar, something similar to this Mark Commode said not Commode 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 pays your money he should get a new suit he's always in the same suit yes he is this is lucky suit but he, he's apparently said this film something like this film is like um uh, eating cheese, cheese on top of cheese, and then when you've had cheese, you have a cheese biscuit, and after the cheese, you put a little bit of cream cheese on top, and then you have more cheese, and you have cheese, cheese, cheese. But he said, but you know what? It's the type of film that when you want, when you just want to cut it, you know, not cut it, but yeah. when you want to have a, a, a duvet day, you put the duvet yeah, yeah. on a sofa, and it's the sort of film I'd watch again in a few years' time. Well, that's great. That's, well, that's yeah. all right, isn't it? That's brilliant. Yeah, you know, good. because uh, you know, I, and I'm the same. I didn't go to to learn how to write a musical. I just started right because I think a lot of people are scared that um, you know because they don't know what they should do. Sometimes you just have to jump out of the boat, don't you? See if you can walk on the water, and it's and it's exciting. Yeah. So, I mean, having said all of that, and I think we can we we can read bits and bobs in between what you're saying you got your name on a film you got yeah. your name you wrote the book of a film so what yeah they can't now say that you're not a film writer no. you've, got exactly. the, you've well, got that that there is that right and so a process begins where yes because it's all about who you know it's a, the lucky break is definitely in place mm-hmm. and so therefore there's a couple of things i'm writing now but instead of being somebody who got nothing they look at me and say oh she did save the yeah, cinema absolutely now um 
But just, just to add, when I said I didn't go to university, Mal, I have actually read a number of books about screenwriting. So okay. I, I wasn't coming to it, you know, I, I knew about books like Blake Snyder's Save the Cat. Anybody wanting to write a screenplay, get the book. It's an old book, Blake Snyder, Save the Cat. And then screenwriting um, books, which, you know, tell you plot lines. And, and there are rules yeah, to follow. So, they so show you, as you say, to do the, the treatment first. And then yeah. to build it on, because I, I I bought a few of the books when I first started doing stuff, yeah, and they are very very helpful. You know? yeah. Yeah. Oh no, that's right. You've got to have Act One, Act Two, Act Three. That's right. Yeah. You've yeah. got to have your plus point. You've got to have your A, B story, B story. Eighty-five yeah. percent of the way through is the Dark Soul of the Night, and then there's resolution. And so there's that's all fine. those things, Mars. So when you, I, I must say that I, I yeah. do do a bit of reading. Yeah. But yeah. yes, I got my name on a film, yeah. and um, and you know, I mean. I, I don't care if I don't get the accolades, I get paid. So I did get paid. (laughs) (laughs) You're a professional. Yeah, and I didn't realise I actually got a royalty on the film. Well, that's fantastic. So every time it's played now, you'll get a couple of bobs, eh? That's brilliant. Well, I'm hoping so. I didn't even think of that. It's only 1%, right? But And I thought, yeah, I didn't even think about it. And then somebody said, go and have a look at what Billy Elliot made. So I looked on the Billy Elliot made it $254 million. Oh, no, what's it? You know what? Take 100 million out, and I'd have 1% of that. Alec Guinness didn't want a fee for Star Wars. He wanted 1%. (laughs) Because yeah. he didn't know, I can imagine how much he made on that. <laughs> <laughs> Bob in. and they're right to do it. But you see, I think it comes back down to that bloke who was the producer that knew me ten years earlier, and he wrote that contract up for me. And yeah. um, I think he's he did me a great favour. Yeah, he did because you know, they could have written you out. Cause that, that's what big companies usually do. I mean, Lorraine, we've so um, uh, we've known each other a very long time, uh, yes. and I think I mean I was when I was delighted, and I don't. I I was thinking, why isn't she making more of this story? And 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 everybody, you know, we're all struggling to do something. But when one of us gets to the next level, I, this cheering from the wings, you know, oh, everyone's going. Thank you, thank you. Because I I know how hard it has been. You've done everything. You've been you've been in an ABBA tribute band. You've done solo gigs. I mean, it's not it's not been easy. But a bit like me and Johnny, you've never given up. No, I've never given up. Never give up. Never give up. I I will be I will be disgracefully doing what I do till the day I die probably. Yeah. You know I, I've never I've never given up because do you know what as long as there's a creative bone in your body, you know then then I think that you know just follow it and seeing like coming back to the dementia thing. Well, I obviously haven't talked about that yet, but I work with the Alzheimer's Society and uh, I sing to people with dementia three days a week and it's the most wonderful rewarding thing. But you know. What what the most important thing is to keep our brains active is to do oh yeah things. all right well, yeah, just tell us now because before we came on to record this you've been working for an hour um, yeah. with a client f- with dementia with dementia yeah. with a group of people, group of people. who um, have, have got dementia and um, they come to my singing for the brain sessions um, which I usually hold face to face you know in Gowerton and Bridgen Carmarthen and uh, and uh, where else do I go <laughs> you've forgotten <laughs> <laughs> before the blooming lockdown mm-hmm. um but of course nobody can meet so we're, we're doing it um until 
until we're told otherwise and we can go back to groups we're doing it on zoom so yes i was i was taking a zoom session and uh, i'm leading it and singing songs and putting words on the screen and everybody's joining in and people get such a benefit from singing it's 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 incalculable how that makes you feel because here's somebody who may be affected by dementia is maybe depressed maybe gone in on themselves they're just you know there's nothing happening um and singing a song or singing their favorite song if i hit that mother load of what they like you mm. see them light up you see them smile you see them singing even if they can't articulate any other ways from somewhere in the back of their brains this the song that they love they sing yeah. it give an example then yeah give an example i mean how long does it take to find the right song and what happens when the right song comes along oh well well there was this one chap uh and he was, I knew that he was a folk musician and he came to me for quite a, quite a long time. He used to come to one of my groups and, um, you know, brought by his wife and his care actually, because he was, he was quite, you know, badly off. He couldn't speak very well. Um, and then I just thought, what is the song? You know, he would, mum, you know, mumble the songs, but one day I sang a Joni Mitchell song, you know, sort of, and I started singing on my guitar, bows and flows of angel hair and ice cream castles and all that. He suddenly looked up and he looked at my face and he sang every word. And, and I'm not talking just one verse because I kept going. I wanted to see how much of this he remembered. And I, he knew more than I did, that's for sure. But after that, that was an incredible example. And after that, he, you know, started to sing. So I, if he came to my group, I would always sing that song and something else, folky. And it, he was able to have... Um, a bit of a lucid conversation with his with his wife and carer afterwards. So they were dedicated to bringing him because they knew that they, he would have this, you know, um, wonderful time and go home feel, in a better mood, you know, mm -hmm. smiling. Brilliant. And that's yeah, what I yeah. try to do. You know, I um, I keep telling the Alzheimer's Society that I'm not very good at paperwork. I'm a, I'm not an organ grinder. I'm a monkey. I'm a performing monkey. <laughs> Join the club, uh, Johnny. Join the club. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you'll be good at this. You'll be good. But it is it is incredible. And like one lady, I will say one more example. One lady um, had um, she came with her carers in a in a chair from the neck down. She didn't have much mobility, and. Um, I said, hello, what's your name? And the carer says, oh, don't bother to speak to her. She never talks. You know, she never, I've just brought her. And so I ignored that and I just said, hello, what's your name? And she said, and the girl said, Nancy's a name, you know. So I was talking and, you know, right, we welcome. Because it's all, with the Alzheimer's Society, it's all about being person-centred, right? No matter what, it's person-centred uh, approach. So anyway, I started singing and I hit upon Carl on Lan and I was singing, need and go, you know, go in bowed moithis. All of a sudden, this crow came out the back of the of the check. <laughs> right? She yeah. sang, when none of us could believe it. Well, yeah. the next week she came, she sang Daisy, Daisy, right? Daisy, Daisy. Not only that, she sang, she, she started to sing on her own, right? She started, Daisy, Daisy, the coppers are after you. <laughs> we all went, what if... They catch you, they give you a month or two, they tie you up with wire behind a black mariah. 
So ring the bell and shout like hell, pedal like hell on a bicycle made for two. <laughs> and all of us cheered. Isn't Couldn't that brilliant? It. Isn't that brilliant? I found the key to unlock her. So yeah. Carol ran Daisy Daisy and she would always then, you know. Hey. And three months after that, she was flirting with somebody else's husband. So it did work. I'm listening to this story. Sounds like a bit of a film in there, Johnny, if you got the right storyline. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, no, it's very hard to get films off the ground if you, you haven't got a big writing name. You know what I mean? Very hard. Even if it's a, a fantastic idea. I mean, who would have thought that Gavin and Stacey would have been hit? Nobody. I did the first series and nobody knew it was going to be hit. Nobody knew. Mm-hmm. And it just no. took off. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about a good. A good uh, right contract. Day. I still still get the royalties from the CD sales. So Lorraine, um, you're right. It's very difficult. It, it is very difficult. Have, have you seen the film? Yes, I saw it on Friday. We went to um, we went to Kamar then um, to see it. Now Sky were going to do a big premiere. But unfortunately, because of the new restrictions, mm-hmm. there was no premiere. And so Mark Llewellyn Evans and Wynne, uh, particularly Mark, he said, well, I'm not having this. My mother wouldn't like this. And apparently the third brother, Hugh, was sleeping in the middle of the night and he had a dream which broke him up in a cold sweat. And he woke up with a start because his mother had come to him in the dream and said, now you put that, you give me a premiere in the Lyric Theatre or, or I'm not happy. Yeah. And she said, and furthermore, you've got to pay for all the tickets for all the kids. <laughs> so she, he rang his brothers and he said, mom's just spoken to me in a dream. <laughs> I think I'm, so, going. I'm going, Johnny, I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> and, um, well, you know, they just, they, well, and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Mark um, asked to buy, immediately went and bought all the tickets, or asked to buy all the tickets. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Carmarthen County Council um, helped them, you know, just, just waved it. Yeah. And we had the tickets for free for all the kids who'd been in the film, all the people from the Carmarthen Youth Opera who were involved in the film the first time round, the mm-hmm. story the first time round. Um, and whoever could be there. But it was very restricted from, yeah. you know, it's a 600-seater down to 150 seats. And so Mark had to really have arguments and all sorts of, who's going to go? Who's gonna... Mm. It was ever so sad. But we all we could do, we dressed up and we walked in, we sat in our seats, there were a couple of speeches, and then we walked out. And that, yeah. that was it. And they should champagne and, yeah. you know, yeah. it was. I don't think I'll win. My wife Alwyn's got a small part in it as well, see, Alwyn Reese. So what she, does she play? What does she I don't play? Know. She plays the lady having her hair done and uh, having oh. the cocktails. And she sat yeah. next to Tom Felton, who's now one of her best friends, Christmas cards and oh. all that. Yeah, they're very, very cute. That part was my, that part. Was, my part. was so it? it? Oh, no, I see. Are you going to do that with No, because I, I tell you what, the only pleasure I get in the film business, genuinely, is the creative process, sitting at the keyboard, creating the thing. I yeah. hate being an, an extra. I didn't enjoy it on set. I, I don't know what it is, but Mal, it's really funny. The creative process is the mm. enjoyable bit yeah, for me, so yeah. I don't yeah. want any. I don't care about the rest. But you did actually I manage thought, to go on set while it was being made as well, did, did you? Only just right. because it was done last this time course, last year, COVID, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the producers really they pulled they they pulled together pulled it together incredibly. I can't believe how they did it because if they hadn't, the whole thing would have been scrapped, and no doubt. They wouldn't have even come back to the no, film. They'd have gone no. on to the next, next film. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Was, do you know what I mean? Yes. They, they wouldn't. It might have gone into the background. The circus leaves they, town, they, doesn't it? The circus leaves town. Yeah, and everything moves on. That's right. That's right. T- so tell me the story. Determined to do it. Mm. 
Tell me the story. Jonathan Price wasn't the original person they had up for it. They were going to have um, what's his name, the other actor that was going to do it first, Anthony and Hopkins. then dropped out. Oh. No, he wasn't even no. a Welshman. Um, not she. No, there was a. Is a pretty, pretty. Oh. A big star. Oh. I know. Oh my God, remember. my brain, my brain. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, but he wasn't Welsh. Oh, perhaps he couldn't do it because yeah. he, because of COVID. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jonathan Price stepped in. Well, let me tell you, a lot of the people who were Welsh people and approached to do the film didn't want to do the film. Why is they, that? Because they said it was too cheesy and they didn't like the fact of, um, and a lot of people said, oh, this, you know, you know, when a Welsh person gets it and they just said they put all the cliches and it wasn't my fault. It was Piers Ashworth do, doing this once because I made it a lot grittier. But yeah. Piers Ashworth put in the cliches like how green is my valley and stuff like that. And people were Welsh actors and things. Catherine Zeta-Jones said, I'm not touching that. And, um, you know, uh, they, they did like my script, actually, but I wasn't going to. There was not a hope that I could get anything through because it was much, yeah. you know, it, it, it was... Um, but Piers did an incredible job at the end of the day. I've got to say, you know, mm-hmm. he was right to do what he did because that is one of the moments that make people cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he knew what he was doing. So he was just the right person for doing this. And I just think he was, I think it was fantastic what he did. Yeah. You know, I'd never have done it as a Welsh person. You don't want to do all the cliches, but That's they right. did. Because you see, Sky had an eye on America. They don't have an eye on who's interested in Wales. And really, had I said, no, you can't have my script because you're going to put it, give it to somebody else, I was told, well, we can actually write it about somebody in Scunthorpe. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, they could have. Again. They could have yeah. just yeah. taken the yeah. story and yeah. done it in Scunthorpe. Sometimes yeah. you get, so, yeah. you've got to be pragmatic because, because there's always another yeah. idea, isn't it? That's the thing. There's always another idea. And um, as you are, say, yes. you, you've got, you've yeah, got plenty exactly. more. So where, where does, exactly. where, where's the future taking you now? Because obviously you, you're not able to gig. Well, are you able to gig at the moment? Are you, is it starting oh, up again? Uh, not really. I mean, it's it's going to be, you know, I've got this arbitrary tribute, Johnny. And um, All right. I play, I play um, the blonde with the beard. No, the blonde. <laughs> Bjorn. And my and yet, and yet the And the other. <laughs> and, I was and, in love with her. Oh! <laughs> When I put the wig on, I become a nieter, and I'm a nieter false cow. Oh, that's a, a false cow. <laughs> <laughs> because, but we're taken now, because uh, Tina and I, you know, we're sort of getting on, and we just thought we're fed up of pretending we're 25, yeah. right, when we're in costume. So yeah. we start with the first thing we say is, uh, and when we get on stage is, oh, hello, everybody, don't we look good for 70 and 76? Look, amazing. <laughs> I can still sing Tom Jones songs since my hair went white. <laughs> <laughs> That's not unusual. Hey, <laughs> funny bones. She's still got the funny bones. Look, no, it's, 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 ter- I mean, it's terrific. And as I say, we're all delighted. And, and that's why I, I wanted you on today, because I, I, th- I, in our own little way, we're going to shout it from the rooftops. One of our mates oh, wrote a book of a film. Yes, I, push Mark, yeah. I push Mark to the front because it was his mother yeah. and he gave me a lot of stories, but, you know, sort of... Um, you wrote the book, you know, Lorraine. Sorry, just, don't, don't, don't categorise it. You wrote the book. It's called I Save did, the Cinema. I, I saw the your name in the front of the film. Without your idea, the writing, it wouldn't have come off. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it would never have done it. And, um, you know, as I said, I did do the original screenplay and that's what that's what I got paid for most. So Fantastic. 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 And 
uh, when the first royalty check comes in, come back. Let us know what, <laughs> how big it was. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I didn't think of it. But God bless the producer. God it bless the producer. Put me in. Well, that's, well, look. Yes, fantastic. So that's an unusual. I might not make anything. Shall I? Oh, it, we have faith. You know, we, people don't go to the cinema these days, uh, do they? Yeah, yeah but you get the royalties when they played on TV. TV and everything. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Downloads. Every time we show. Oh, yeah. There's, 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 there's a pile of money there's coming to There's a song. Money, money, money. <laughs> There's a song that Dorothy Squires wrote for a film called Tammy Tell Me True. Uh, yeah. Who was in that? Um, uh, oh, uh, God, uh, Sandra D. And they play this song now and again, and Emily, her niece, gets like a couple of grand coming through the door for nothing. <laughs> Because of the royalties. There you go. It, 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 right. It's out there now, you see. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. have to be a cleaner in my old age then. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we are. Hey, Johnny, I'd, I'd love to hear more about uh, about that story, mine, because I, I've just finished Mal doing an audio book for uh, Vernon Hopkins. Oh. Have you ever had him on your show? No, he's, no. I'm afraid it's a bit of a kiss and tell about the early years of Tom Jones. Right. It's, it's hilarious. Right. Well, it's hilarious. Well, he, he, the way he's written it and the way he tells it, he's living it on this audio book which is coming out shortly called um, uh, uh, Just Help Yourself do you know what uh, if you know somebody intimately like I knew Dorothy intimately from a kid and I was brought up with I did the Palladium with I toured with everything so everything I did was from me so obviously it's the same with this guy if you know that subject I'll send you the book see what you like there we are you could narrate your own which is what I did with Vernon you narrated your own book it took me a long time to edit it my mouth because you have to take out every breath and 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 any noise or anything I get all winter to do it for me because she can do it she's fantastic readers you yeah. yeah. <laughs> should record it and then put put out an audio book. It's your story, isn't that yeah, great? Yeah, this like creative, story. It's all happening. Yeah. It's all happening on the podcast. It's a shame to say That's goodbye, right. but we've we've run out of time. So Lorraine King, uh, writer of Save the Cinema, lovely to have you on. Um, it's goodbye from her. It's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from you. It's goodbye from me. <laughs> 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 bye. <laughs> hey, lovely to meet you. Ta-da, Lorraine. Bye. <laughs>